Hello and welcome to the 11th episode of the 34 Sports Podcast. This week I will be talking about the NBA Finals, the MLB Playoffs, and the NFL season. Um, number 11 is actually a little special to me. It was my uh, elementary and middle school number, so uh, I've always I've always liked it because of Isaiah Thomas. Uh, being a Detroit Pistons fan, really. Isaiah put Detroit on the maps. It's always had a special spot in my heart. All right, let's get into some sports news. The NBA Finals came to a conclusion with uh, the LA Lakers winning. wasn't how I wanted it to go, but as I've expressed in the past, I'm not I'm not a LeBron fan in any way, shape, or form. So, to all the Lakers fans, congratulations, enjoy it, and as a Golden State Warriors uh, follower, I guess. You call me a bandwagon fan, but I, if I want to watch playoffs, I've got a. I have to find another team to watch the playoffs, and lately I've been watching Golden State. But I feel like a lot of the bandwagon fans have left, but I'm still here. So, uh, yeah, all those Lakers fans, congratulations! But just know that next year is not going to be as easy with Stephen Clay back. Now, that's not. I mean. That sounds a little bit, um, it may come off as a little bit abrasive, but, uh, congratulations to the Lakers. They outplayed everybody in the bubble. I was, I was over and over again. You, anybody who's been listening or if you haven't been watching this the first time, you can go back and see that time and time again, I said teams like Portland would do something to them. Did nothing. One game and then Dame got hurt. And he wasn't playing that well anyway in the second game. And uh, they were no match for him. Uh, In the second round, you had Houston, who I didn't really like anyway. But um, I was um, just wanting to see anybody take out the Lakers team. So I thought they would do it. And Russell Westbrook and Harden did their usual in the playoffs, and especially with having no big, Davis did his work, and so did LeBron. So there was a little, that was no, that was pretty easy for them, relatively easy. I think it was actually easier than the Portland series in a lot of ways. And um, then they made it to the Nuggets, and the Nuggets gave them the most trouble out of anybody, but still was nowhere near the amount needed. I mean, five games is all it took to only have one game, and Jamal did his thing that one game. Although I do think Denver next year could be a little more dangerous if they play Bull Bull in the rotation, and um, Michael Porter Jr. is going to get better, and so will Jokic and Murray, so we'll have to see how that transitions to next year, but that's beside the point, because the Lakers this year treated them like a beanbag and threw them around the court for four out of the five games. Um, and Davis hit that really nice shot at the end, which was a defensive breakdown, but still a, a pretty good screen by LeBron for Davis to hit the three. And uh, then the NBA Finals came, and that was their biggest test. They uh, took it in stride, but the Heat, um, when they showed up and when they put it all together and everybody was playing well, put up a good fight, and even... The game five that the Heat won, the Lakers had that chance with um, Danny Green missing the three, or even if they had dropped it down to Davis or LeBron on the post, I can't remember who, 
instead of Markeith throwing it out of bounds, it very well could have been over then. But this, this Lakers team was very special. They had a lot of, well, the main points that I see is that they had a lot of help from the bench, especially with Rondo coming back to very close to Boston for them, if not better in some respects. Um, he was just, I mean, even getting on the boards, which was just, for me being a center that I've played most of my career, I mean, I'm not, I'm tall for, for, uh, where I grew up, but I mean, for NBA level, there's no way at six four, six five that I would be a center, but I can't handle people letting the guards get rebounds like that. Was kind of making me a uh, little bit mad watching the game, but at the same time, Rondo was new to spots and he was there, so that was big for them. They also had um, KCP show up in a couple, especially that game one where the Heat were up 23-13. to 13. We talked about that last week, and then KCP got it going about a week and a half now. It's been a while since I recorded. But, yeah, KCP really got it going for them. And, um, yeah, Green was a disappointment, but they managed to push through it. And off the bench, you had uh, the bald eagle Caruso did very well. And, I don't know, Dwight, Play well for them all season, but didn't really have a good series then, and they didn't really play McGee a ton. But nevertheless, they all get rings, and it, it was a very good showing. LeBron played at an MVP caliber level, and I was actually very surprised and somewhat, I mean, as happy as I can be rooting against him for him to lay off the three-point line pretty well and push it at the center and push towards the um push towards the basket rather than mail it in and shoot threes as he has done in the past. Most notably against well, we won't talk about it, but he in against Golden State there were some fourth quarters where he would shoot too many threes and end up biting him when it was a winnable game. Um I feel like one take, one thing I can throw at him, even though he is Finals MVP and he would triple doubles and just, I'm pretty sure Statline was close to a triple double, if not higher. But one thing I will say is I wish in five that he had just isoed up top and if he had lost, he lost. But just finish the game yourself. It would have been a great, it would have been like, People want to compare him to Jordan. I still think he's nowhere near. I mean, he's he's top five. Top top two is uh, debatable. But um, it would have been like when Jordan did it against uh, Byron. Uh, Byron Scott, I think, or the way everybody. I think most basketball fans will know who I'm talking about. It was a crossover in 99. Byron Russell, that's who it was. A crossover in 99 where he finished the game for a sixth ring. This would have been LeBron's moment, and he decided to pass it off. Now, it was a good it was a good pass to Danny Green, but I feel like that could have been his moment in the sun, and he should have taken it. Green should not have sent him that come up to set the screen. It should have been an ISO. You should have had four guys on the left side and him ISOed on the right get picking his shot whether he wanted to jive in 
or if he wanted to shoot the three. I mean, there wasn't, I mean, there was pressure. I mean, you don't want to lose a game, and they lost a game anyway. But like we saw, even though they lost the game, they finished it. So even if he had missed, he would have still had a chance to finish it the next game like they did. Now, very good series. Davis played, I think, in four out, uh, four or five out of the six games, he was, I thought, almost better than LeBron, if not better in a couple of those games. But overall, LeBron got his tro- his finals MVP because the whole series, he was the top man. Um, but yeah, congratulations to the Lakers. Very solid defense, shut down the shooters in most of the games. I mean, Duncan Robinson had a couple, and I'll talk about that in a second, a couple good games, but they pretty well took out a lot of guys for the Heat, and the three-point shooting was so-so. And, I mean, they had the two games that it was on that they won, but when it was off, they didn't. They couldn't do a lot. Um, yeah, but the Lakers, good defense, and they had um, good execution. I mean, they got a lot of turnovers off their defense, and when they did, there was very few times that they did not complete the fast break or get set up and complete off turnovers which is hard for the the Heat to come back on. Again, congratulations, Lakers, but I want to talk about where it went wrong for the Heat now. The Heat, um, with especially after, first of all, Adebayo and Jogic were hurt. Adebayo came back, but I think Jogic truly hurt them the most. Being Adebayo there was good, but when they lost Jogic, they did okay. None came in, and he's a rookie, and he hadn't had the consistency. He played fairly well for them, but they were not ready to not have Jogic in there. Jogic was playing some of the best ball of his career, so for them to lose him was a big, big, big uh, loss, and it it showed for the first couple. They figured it out for um, what games did they win? For the games that they won, I'm not sure which ones they won, and I should know since I'm talking this, but it doesn't matter now because they lost. But the two games that they won, they finally figured out. I think it was three. Yeah, they won three, and they figured it out. But, um, yeah, and they did bring Jogic back in for six, which I don't know if was the best decision because when they brought him in, they went down 12, and they were only down by five before they brought him in. It was all right. It was respectable, but I think in the end of the day, it came to back to bite them quite a bit. We'll have to see how it turns out from there. Um, uh, yeah, but Adebayo played well when he came back. He um, helped... Uh, scave off Davis a little bit, which is what cut away Davis's ability to even challenge LeBron for the Finals MVP, which would have been fairly hard for a couple of reasons. One is um, that LeBron was playing so well, and another is that there's a large group of the media that um, I would say almost worships LeBron, and I know that's going to make some people mad, but if they... Uh, open their eyes a little bit, they'd see guys like Nick Wright and Kendrick Perkins and Shannon Sharp, and you can you can see that there. I mean, it wouldn't matter what Davis would do, it would be LeBron. I mean, not that it wasn't LeBron anyway, 
But that's beside the point. He got it. Davis, Adebayo slowed down Davis. Now, Miami's big problem was inconsistency and inability to shot make, in my opinion, is the most part. Because one of the big part of their game was the ability to shoot the three. It has been all season. And in this, they had a lack of ability to do that, especially with guys like Hero and Duncan Robinson. The first couple of games coming out almost skittish. It seemed like they were very hesitant, especially Hero that first game did not want to pull those shots, especially coming off the screen like he does and immediately pulling. He just wasn't wanting to do that. He also had some a couple of times where he had really bad um, turnovers. He had like a back-to-back turnover uh, in like six, game six. He threw a few turnovers that really uh, creamed my corn, as I like to say. That wasn't didn't make me very happy. But it never, but yeah, that was not good. But Hero and Robinson both played uh, big roles in the regular season, and they had they did not show up a ton in the in the finals, but they did show up in the two games they won, which shows that they are direct correlation to their winning. And I think coming in the future with this experience, it could help them in the long run. And maybe if the Greek freak goes there in two years, they could really help for a push out of the East and into the finals. But that's a long ways off. The two games that Duncan Robinson played well and shot the three and had like 20-plus, they won. So Duncan is a big part of that team. And he has to be able to show up in moments in the future because if he plays like rookie Robinson his whole career... People are not going to really look at him as a starter on a finals team. He might have to come off the bench. But either way, I mean, Redick off the bench for other teams. He's, they've used J.J. Redick off the bench and other guys. Um, so th- there is a spot that he could, uh, even if he can't play at a starter's level all the time, they could possibly move him to the bench. Um uh, one takeaway that I, uh, a couple of takeaways, big takeaways I saw is Jimmy Butler, um, I think showed a lot of people that he can really step up in big situations and he's not as, he's not as much of the, uh, locker room issue as they thought. He's just a work hog and he does not like it when people do not work hard. And Miami's a great place for him because it's what Pat Riley strives to be is a hardworking team at all times. Butler's stats, he went um, from the regular season to the playoffs, which, I mean, you're going from the shutdown to this, which is a way, but still, you can see a correlation. His points per game went up by nearly seven points a game. He averaged three more rebounds, two more, three more assists, two more rebounds, um, a little bit more in assists from 1.8 to 2.2, and he shot 10% better at 55% in the finals, which shows that if he can get a piece like Giannis or even somebody else, I mean, Harrell's a free agent right now, move out about to the four, give you that more of that scoring and inside that they needed because they were trying to shoot their way out of a lot of it. Um, this team could still compete for a championship even in a normal year without guys like Milwaukee and 
uh, Toronto dropping off as quickly. I don't, I mean, Toronto, we don't know if that would have made any difference if they continued playing, but I feel like Milwaukee really struggled with um, restarting, and it, it showed as they didn't even win. They won one game against the Heat, and it was just barely. Another thing that I don't, I harp on that I'm not the biggest LeBron fan, but I feel like um, LeBron at the end of the game said, uh, now can I get my damn respect? I've always, uh, my thoughts on this, and I've always been taught this, is that respect is earned. You don't ask for respect. You can't be given respect. You have to earn it. And he has, but he gets in his own way. If he's always, he needs to become happy with what he has done as a player and not always be worrying about other people's opinions on him. He needs to get off social media and just let his game show itself because it has. I mean, for me, it's still not going to touch Jordan, but it he's one of the greats to ever play the game. And he needs to just, he needs to just live with that. He needs to he needs to realize that you can put up all the stats in the world and you can do what do what you do, but at the end of the career, you have to be happy with what you did because you can't do any more. And you can't, you, your stats will show what they show and you can't change people's minds uh, just because of things you say. You have to just let what you've done Leave it on the court. Leave all you can do on the court. I mean, he still looks good at 35, so we'll see how much longer he's got. Leave it all out on the court, and whatever happens at the end of the career, it happens. He's going to be a first ballot Hall of Famer. He's one of the greats to ever play the game, and he just needs to be happy with that. There's always going to be people that you're going to disagree with, and you just have to you have to deal with that. You have to just do what you're going to do. And, don't worry about what other people are going to do because you can't you can't control other people's opinions of you you can only do it through your actions you can't pound somebody over the head with your fist just to change their mind so um yeah i i mean that's just my takeaway from it you may disagree you may agree with me but i feel like his play will show what it shows by the end of his career. He's he's shown a lot, and he's uh, put himself in in big talks. Sometimes uh, bigger than I think he should be, but that's beside the point. Um, we're gonna move on to the MLB playoffs. I know I haven't talked about the MLB that much, but um, at all. I think I talked once about the commissioner being a stooge, but. Uh, uh, shout out to Pat McAfee. Show. I don't want to get DCM made for saying stooge, but I don't think he'd do that. Um, but uh, the MLB is um, really ramping up. Um, one thing I want to talk about. I mean, it it was a little bit. We kind of I pushed the podcast recording back um, a little bit because I wanted to get the NBA Finals completely done before I tried anything. But. Um, uh, the MLB in um, Game 5 of the divisional round against the Yankees, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers uh, 
subbed in pinch hitter uh, Matthew Brasseau, and he hit the game winner on a roll this Chapman for for um them to move on. I mean, it wasn't game, like it wasn't a walk-off, that's game, but it was the final, it was a dagger. Uh, the Yankees were unable to come back. But the thing about that is uh, Bush, uh, Brousseau went to Oakland University, which is my my uh, university that I currently attend. And um, it was just cool to see that um, somebody from, I mean, we're a D1 university, but we're not generally somebody you see a huge athlete come out now right now has been an anomaly with Brousseau in the MLB which he isn't even in the rotation he's just a pinch hitter but I mean he still came up big for them but you also have Kendrick Nunn who was on Miami I've stated that before so this is an odd year I mean I don't know how many people ever came out of Oakland and went professional off of athletics so that is um it's pretty cool to see it's just i i unfortunately i um was um i don't know i I had other things i wanted to do but i actually could have watched kendrick nunn play at oakland in 2018 but i uh i don't know i never really got out to the games and now i regret that but uh that's in the past but it is nice to see people from from my university doing something on a professional level. Um, but yeah, the Rays have moved on and today, well, next up they are playing in the championship round. They're playing, um, the Astros who I hope, um, they take out. They are up 2-0 right now. Let me see. I think they were playing tonight. Let me see how it's going. This is um uh Tuesday night by the way. I mean uh I'll probably have it edited it up tonight, but just to give context. They are at the moment when I'm looking, they're down one O, but in the series they're up two O. Uh this is the middle of the fourth right now, but they still have time. I mean one O is not that far in. Uh, they are the Braves or no, not the Braves, not yet. My bad. Um, Tampa's being led by uh, Randy Orozanera. I mean, that's I probably slaughtered it. I might just leave that whole little bit in there just to give you guys a laugh, but I sound like uh, Shaq trying to pronounce Antetokounmpo back in the day, but... Yeah, he's been really strong for them. He's been giving them con- consistent runs throughout uh, just the whole playoffs, if not the whole season. Um, and um, that, like I mentioned, the Braves are playing the Dodgers. They're up 1-0, and right now the Braves, bottom of the ninth, they pretty well unless they blow it hard or up um, 8-3, to and that'll be a 2-0 lead for the Braves. They're led by Acuna. Uh, Cunha Jr., and uh, they've been torching the Dodgers pitchers, and it doesn't help that the Dodgers, uh, Clayton Kershaw, who's been leading them for years at pitching, um, is out with um, back back issues. I'm not sure what that all entails, but that's not good for them, especially with struggling with pitching. Um, but that's where they're at. They're both be it, well, 
One will be a 2-0 and one will be a either 2-1 or 3-1. We'll have to see if the Astros can hold this. I don't know if they can or not. We'll see. I, I'm not a fan of the Astros. I made that clear when I talked about the Stooge, uh, Stooge, uh, um, the uh, commissioner. I don't. I I really wish the Astros would get taken out. It would have been interesting to see a Dodgers Astros finish, but um, I don't see it happening now with the way these are set up. But they are. It's a best of seven series, so we'll see. Have to see how it goes. It's still early. All right, I'm going to move on to the NFL. Now, the NFL, this uh, past week and a half, ever since the last podcast, I think it came out either the next day or something, but the Tennessee Titans had a COVID outbreak in their locker room, five or six cases. I don't know, out of a roster of, um, uh, you got probably 120, 130 people in the organization, if you can call six or seven you call it an outbreak, but realistically, six or seven out of 130 is less than like seven percent of the team. That's just a ballpark estimate. Don't check. No, my math is not the best, but I'd say it's around seven percent of the team has it. But that's not good. It's uh, it is an outbreak because then the NFL does not want large numbers of cases because it costs them money with TV deals and that, especially since they had to move the game against the bill against the Bills to uh, this Tuesday night. Um, but, yeah, and it also messed with the Steelers. The Steelers got an unexpected bye week. They moved their bye week up from week eight, which is the middle of the season, which is the perfect time for a bye week. They moved it up to week, um, week well, whatever, I think it was four. Yeah, it would have been week, no, week five, because, no, it would have been week four. They would have played last week. Yeah, week four, they moved it up to week four, which uh, sucks for the Steelers, but uh, Tomlin said they'll play through it. So uh, Mike Tomlin is a very good coach, too. I, just, I mean, you, I appreciate him more now seeing what happened with Antonio Brown when he left, which is unfortunate that Antonio Brown uh, had the issues that he's, he's currently having, but it's not really something that... Uh, I don't think he can figure out without uh, seeking help himself. So, but that's uh, yeah, the Titans uh, they played today, so um, they um, hopefully get that figured out. I mean, I, I mean, hopefully, I mean, of course they get that figured out because they wouldn't be playing today if they did. So um, yeah, let's see. I'm gonna check the score real quick while we're here. Oof. Oh, they got rested, all right, because they are torching the Bills right now. 42-16. Okay, well, that's a uh, that's for the final. Uh, Titans took out the Bills today pretty substantially. That is um, a bit surprising. That's a big knock towards the Bills. But um, not much they can, I mean, I would say not much they can do, but they should be doing better than that. Um, but another big thing that happened this week, and I was, um, unfortunately fortunate enough, not fortunate enough, that's the wrong wording, but, um, I was unfortunately not, I was unfortunately able to watch Dak Prescott blow out his, uh, break his ankle on the field. I knew 
It's always iffy when the quarterback runs, but he was going out to the left sideline uh, for a, I think he was going to get eight or nine. I don't know. He might have got the first on it, but it was not. He he got hit, and you could see his ankle go, and then he made the mistake. I say it's a mistake that he tried to put it back into place while he was on the field. Now, this is another thing. It's just, it's not good to see, but another bad part to it is that he has yet to sign the 45, or I think they were giving him 40 a year that he turned down because he wanted around $45 million. And it's unfortunate, but uh, Jerry Jones does not, as in the past, not, he's uh he's got a lot of money and he doesn't like to get rid of it, so... Um, he um I I don't know if it'll be likely to see Dak get that um forty K forty K wow forty K forty million a year from the Cowboys. This very well may be the last Cowboy game Cowboys game he ever plays in, which is highly unfortunate because him and Ezekiel have played fairly well together. Somebody will give Dak money and uh hopefully it's not a Grant Hill situation where he comes back okay. Um, but not the same. I'm not the biggest Cowboys fan because I feel like they are the Lakers of the NFL. Just a lot of fans everywhere that don't really have any true ties to the team. I say that, but yet I'm a Golden State fan and I have no ties to California. But um, uh, the Cowboys are just that team that always uh, gets the big guys because of the big name, and I'm not really a fan of that. Um, big city thing, but nevertheless, I don't wish this on any of the Cowboys fan base. Um, I know I have a I, this probably should have precessed this, but I know I have a large, uh, a decent amount of following in Dallas, and I I'm not trying to, um, trying to rub anybody the wrong way by saying this. I just I generally I mean, I root for the Lions. What do you expect? I'm not really. I mean. I I don't wish this on Dallas. I wish, I wish this did not happen. I really don't see the point of Dak having to run out of the pocket when he has Ezekiel Elliott to give it to. But uh, this um this could be interesting. I'm it's unfortunate. I really it was I was watching the game just to see how it was going. I know Dallas is already struggling this year, unfortunately. But they can still turn it around. Dalton is a very good quarterback. Well, he's a, he's he's a top quarterback. He's a very good backup. That was a very good signing. And um, I hope uh, he comes back well. Um, um, another another NFL news: Joe Burrow is going to be dead by the end of the season if the O line does not. Stop letting him get sacked. He had five. He was sacked five times in a um. I think it was twenty-seven or thirty-two-three loss to the Ravens, but it wasn't. They probably were going to lose to the Ravens anyway. But it would really help if Joe Burrow would not um get broken up um before his um before he uh, plays one year in the NFL. I would really, I, I I like Joe Burrow a lot, and I would like to see him have a long and uh, 
I don't know, just a long and very uh, prosperous career with the Bengals. But if they don't get him a line, he's not going to be able to do anything. Um, I mean, he uh, he has very few weapons, too, so he's probably only targeting a couple. And if he doesn't see those, what he's supposed to do? And, I mean, he's just, it's not good for him. I hope that uh, that looks up. Now, uh, I'm going to talk about the MVP race again. Um, um, I was looking at that website again, fan-sided, um, for the MVP race right now. And they've got, uh, they've got, uh, Lamar Jackson at five again. Um, they moved Mahomes down to four, Rodgers up to three, um, Josh Allen up to two, and Russell Wilson at one. And I assume after the way Josh Allen played, Today, with two touchdowns, two interceptions, he will drop to below Mahomes and be it for. This was a big game for Josh Allen. This was supposed to show that he had taken the next level, and he got torched. There's nothing else to say. He's not. Uh, he's not there yet. He is going to be good in the future, but he's not there. Um, uh, he did very well against the Raiders last week. He had um, 288 yards for two touchdowns, but um, the two touchdowns, two interceptions tonight uh, was um, not. That's not going to help his case at all. He uh, he's going to drop. Uh, he um, it's not very good today. Um, Russell Wilson, big game for him. Uh, he came comeback win against the Vikings. He had 217 yards and three touchdowns, only one interception. Threw to DK Metcalf twice, but uh, I mean, even he looked like crap in the first half. Um, but they were able to bring it back, and I'll talk about that more later. That's one of my games of the week. But yeah, Russell Wilson is um looking very dominant this year, and he's um looking like he's coming for that MVP he didn't get last year that he felt he should have. Um, um, Aaron Rodgers had a bye week. He has the only QB without an interception left in the league. He had a bye week, so he didn't get a chance to throw one this week, and I don't know if he will in week six, so we'll have to see. Um, Mahomes had an okay game. Actually, he had a very good game. They just couldn't really stop the Raiders. Uh, Mahomes, um... He threw um, 340 yards for two touchdowns and one interception against the Raiders, but they were outplayed. Carr actually dueled in pretty well. We'll talk about that in a minute. But, yeah, Russell Wilson's really taken hold of that MVP. And, I mean, that really showed it with that comeback win. So, yeah, we'll check on we'll check in on that next week. Uh, I mean, I'm not going to talk about Lamar that much because he's kind of lower down the list and uh he played against the Bengals and they torched them so um my games of the week this week first off is the Vikings at the Seahawks uh ended up being a 27-26 victory for the Seahawks but the Vikings at half had a 13-0 lead and that's I mean it's not quite Falcons bad but it's pretty close um the Seahawks went on a twenty-one to zero run to come right out of the right out of half. They went on that twenty-one to zero, and uh, it was just a a really good showing out of the the Wilson and the receiving core. Although Lockett did not catch a touchdown pass, I don't think this week, which is highly unusual. His actual 
Uh, Russell Wilson's main target was Metcalf, who he hit for, like I said, twice already. Um, but he, it was, it was a good, it was a surprising. I looked at the score and I was like, well, Russell Wilson didn't have a good week this week, but he um, pulled it out of nowhere and he came back. Um, but uh, it was it came right down the wire that final drive. Russell Wilson just pushes him down the down the. Pushes him down the field. That's yeah, the field, and um, he throws one to Metcalf with 15 seconds left to win. They just crush the Vikings fans. I think they're 0 and 5 right now. They should not have traded away Stefan Diggs. I know he didn't want to be there, but they should have made him happy while he was there. It's um, not looking good for Vikings fans. Kirk Cousins is not a uh, trendsetter by any means. He's just a decent QB, um, but. Uh, I don't really think he was, I mean, they had no other options, but I don't think a rebuild's that far off anyway, and now you're stuck with Kirk Cousins, unfortunately. Not that that's horrible, but he's not going to take you over the edge. They very well may, if they get that first pick, take Trevor Lawrence, but they could use it, I don't know. They got a lot of things to worry about in Viking land. Um, another, another game that I thought was... Um, very interesting this week was the Raiders beating the Chiefs 40 to 20 24. Carr and Mahomes were dueling, like I said, and when I was talking about MVP, Carr had three touchdowns, Mahomes had two touchdowns, both had one interception, and both threw for around 300. And I think Carr had 350 and Mahomes had 340 or somewhere around there. But, um, yeah, the Raiders just came out of nowhere. They've been playing very well this year, and it's surprising. I mean, if they can beat the Chiefs, they can beat anybody, in my opinion. So it'll be interesting to see how they go. That's the first time they won in Kansas City since 2012. Um, it was fairly even. I think it was just a matter of uh, the kicking that got them. They had, uh, yeah, the Raiders had four field goals. And that's what put them over because the rush, the rush game was the same. Two touchdowns apiece. Both through one interception and uh, I guess Carr had one more touchdown. One of the interesting stats I took away from it was that Ruggs, Henry Ruggs, the rookie, and I mean, I've seen him in college. I even took note at college. He's very good. He had uh, two catches, two catches the whole game, 118 yards and one touchdown. Two catches in 118 yards. That's over 50 yards after the catch. Or no, not after the catch. I don't know how many after the catch, but that's um, that's surprising that he can do so much just when they find him in that out route. Just give him the ball and he can just go to work with it. Um, and... Uh, the last thing I want to talk... The last game that I've got today is um the Bucks at the Bears, which was a... I watched the end of this because I was curious to see how Brady was progressing in the Bucks' offense, and I wanted to see how Nick Foles would do against Brady again because there's uh, been a long history of them going back and forth, back to the Super Bowl in 17 when Brady lost uh, after Foles came in halfway through the season for... um What is his name? For the... Carson Wentz. He came in for Carson Wentz half the season and willed them to the Super Bowl, not just by himself, but he was a big push in that. Uh, and yet again, 
20-19. The Bears beat the Bucks, and Nick Foles got the best of Brady. Um, Brady had a chance at the end to win it, and I assume anybody who's followed major sports lately has seen that Brady thought it was third down. He threw fairly deep. Pass was okay. Guy probably had a decent chance to catch it. Pretty good uh, coverage by the defense. Uh, the Bears defense is very good anyway. They got Khalil Mack and a bunch of other guys. But, um, yeah, he thought it was third down through that deep one, which was much further than the first down that they needed. It was fourth down. Uh, game's over. Uh, Bears win. And uh, what's Brady, I mean, there's that, it's a meme, it's on TV. He's throwing a, he put up four fingers like he was thinking it was fourth down to the ref, but the ref told him that the game's over. So uh, uh, they need to, um, in the Bucks, they need to be a little bit more um, focused on uh, letting everybody know what play it is. I mean, Brady's, the greatest QB of all time, in my opinion. It's hard to touch six rings, but and his uh, passing yards. But uh, you got to know what down it is. I don't care who you are. That was um, they had. I mean, he was basically. I mean, you think a uh, minute eighteen left they had, and he was marching up the field. He had a good chance to win it or get them in field goal range for the kick because it's. I mean, it was they only lost by a point. A field goal would have won it for him, but um. They lost like that. Brady, um, Brady just um, lost it. I mean, uh, he actually he had ten more yards than Foles that game, so it was fairly close. The whole game was very back and forth, and really it just came down to, um, I don't, I would say execution, but it was a little bit of execution and confusion both. Um, Brady was able to find Mike Evans quite a bit in uh situations that he needed to but uh in the end he um made a mistake and um cost them the game so hopefully he can get that uh tuned up i assume a hall of famer and a champion like he is he'll figure it out and next week he will try to prove a point i'm not sure who they play but um be willing i would be willing to bet that brady will have a fairly decent game next week um, um, we'll see if he can knock the kinks out, but, uh, uh, there's no, Lions got to buy this week, so you don't got to hear me talk about that trash can of a team, uh, still haven't fired Patricia yet, I will say that, but, uh, yeah, that has been the 11th episode of the 34 Sports Podcast, I'd like to thank you guys for coming back, or coming for the first time, uh, Hope uh, everybody continues to listen. I'd like to. I'd like to thank and everybody for listening, and I'd like to thank in any newcomers. And uh, if you're on YouTube, please like, comment, and subscribe. If you, um, I mean, I'm basically nobody's really commented yet. But if you were to say something, if you disagree with me, come over to YouTube. I'm willing to talk about it. Um. And uh, if you're listening on a podcast platform, uh, thank you for listening. Um, We'll be back um, next week for another one. Uh, Thank you for watching.